It is Friday the 17th of January and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, what's next for Italy's migration policy as the government is under pressure to modify its draconian security laws. Then... A look at how the ongoing pension protests in France are hitting this week's fashion shows in Paris. Plus, Monocle's senior editor Robert Bounds call for better copywriting in advertisements. I am Marcus Hippie in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. Italian politics has had its fair share of crisis in the past few years. Now the government is facing a crisis of conscience. Monaco's Chiara Rimella is here to tell us more. Chiara, we are now talking about the security laws introduced by former Interior Minister Matteo Salvini. Could you tell us more? Indeed. So these laws were famously quite draconian when they were introduced last year uh, because Salvini has an agenda that is essentially very skewed towards making sure that migrants are not helped in any way to disembark on Italy's shores. So when these laws were passed, they were passed amongst some degree of public criticism because they include measures such as fining NGO ships when they do rescue migrants in the sea and try to disembark import and they also sought to change the definition of uh, humanitarian protection. Since these laws have been passed last year the government has obviously changed but one thing in government has stayed the same which is one of the coalition partners. So last year in government was the far right Lega together with the populist Moving Five Stars and now the Moving Five Stars remains as part of the coalition but instead with the centre-left PD and naturally the the soul of this government has changed a lot with 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 this change but in many ways this conscience change hasn't necessarily been reflected in how these security laws have modified in fact they haven't been modified so far exactly and now we are hearing calls for these laws to be changed indeed so the new interiors minister luciana lamorgese has come out and said that she wants for some things at least some parts of the security decrees to be amended and the leader of the PD in the Chamber of Deputies, Gazzano del Rio, has also made calls this week for the PD to be a bit more vocal about how much they want to change these laws. And it's really an issue of identity in terms of what the PD wants to be and how loud they want to be in this new coalition. It's important not only for an ethical point of view, but also in terms of the power balance in between the new coalition, because the PD, as it stands, is not really able to make its voice heard because the moving five stars won't let them get away with it. The reason why they won't do it, the reason why they won't change these laws is because obviously they were in coalition with the Lego when they first were passed. And so it would be a little bit like admitting their own mistakes, which weren't that long ago at all. Chiara, how is the Italian public more widely feeling about these strict security laws you describe as draconian? Well, the issue is that Lega is still very, very popular. And so a large part of the Italian electorate is probably quite pleased with them. Um, I say that this issue is particularly relevant right now because there is a regional election coming up in Emilia-Romagna in, uh, on the 26th. And that's going to be a really important litmus test in terms of 
um, how the country more widely feels about our current government and and the, the position of the Lega in general. The Emilia Romagna is traditionally a very very left wing region, and so if that region was to shift to Lega, like it's possible it might because the campaign and Salvini has been on the campaign trail himself and he's been very very staunchly on the campaign trail, even taking over really the position of the candidate that he's supposed to just be backing. You know, he's coming out on the front line himself. When we have that result, we'll be able to understand where the country stands a little bit more in terms of their approval of of the current government and how much they miss Lega. And when we see that result, does that determine the future of the security laws? I think the result will definitely impact the future of the coalition. They might not want to admit that there is a problem. They probably won't call for another crisis because it's a bit too early. But it definitely will be a very, very heavy blow if Lega does win and if the coalition is in power and needs to acknowledge this result. Salvini will probably call for another election, I imagine. The the current coalition will probably want to stay in its place. But I think the coalition needs to have a reason to exist, not just to keep Salvini at bay, but also to find the ethical and political reasons to exist. Chiara Rimella, thank you very much. Then let's hear from Monocle's own Robert Bound. He's calling for better copywriting in advertisements. There's a new UK advertising campaign for the First Direct Bank, the tagline of which reads, There's no right way to money. Of course, there are a millennia of data to suggest, unless borrowing to buy a house or defend a nation in time of war, that there is very definitely a right way to money. But this column's real niggle about the ad is its promotion of a very wrong way to English. What are the scenarios in which we might employ First Direct's use of the noun money as a verb? Maybe as the bill arrives in a restaurant. How should we money this, guys? 50-50? Nauseating. When talking to an employee during their annual review, we think we're moneying you fairly for your performance this year. I wish I was dead. How about ringing First Direct itself for overdraft advice? Well, I'm moneying inadequately at the moment, but have a new contract starting next month. Imagine their faces in the call centre. Jerry Maguire would be so different and bad, on the other hand, if Tom Cruise's famous show-me-the-money line became please display your incoming and outgoing financial transactions. This dispiriting trend has been going for a while. Despite shopping being a verb, people now believe that they can shop sofas rather than go shopping for a sofa. And there is an especially spiky rung of Hell's Ladder reserved for those who want to gift things to each other instead of giving them. First Direct is a branchless phone and online challenger bank. In fact, originally a part of Large Midland Bank, later very big HSBC. And their branding and attitude was created by the late great ad man Wally Olins. Olins was a brilliant man and a formidable communicator who would, I think, have been jumping up and down on his signature outsized spectacles in frustration at such awful copywriting. If money really is a verb that can mean anything, then fine. First Direct's new campaign can be the first to money right off. For Monocle, I'm Robert Bound. My thanks to Rob for that. And now elsewhere on today's agenda, Libya's warring factions will gather in Berlin this weekend in an attempt to bring an end to bitter fighting in the North African nation. The United Nations estimates that a thousand people have been killed since last April when the renegade Libyan commander Khalifa Haftar launched an assault against the UN-backed government in the capital Tripoli. 
Putting on and getting to a fashion show in Paris has been complicated in recent times. This time last year, menswear show dates were shuffled around to avoid gilets jaunes protests. And the current men's season, which runs until Sunday, is taking place amid public transport boycotts and gridlocked traffic. The French Fashion Federation has doubled its usual number of buses to shuttle hundreds of editors, buyers and models between events. And lots of industry folk are taking to Lime scooters. Still, one brand has already canned its show due to transport issues and overall attendance will undoubtedly be down this year. And the Hong Kong Art Book Fair returns for its second edition today at the Taekwon Cultural Center, bringing together over 80 artists and book publishers from New York to Seoul for a weekend of exhibits, performances and talks. This year's show is 30% bigger than the last, with many more local exhibitors responding to the fair's call for contributors. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I am Markus Hippi. The Monocle Minute returns on Monday.